2: good afternoon and uh, welcome to the show I've got a bit of a treat for you now this afternoon I had a really interesting conversation this week uh, it was so interesting that I thought I'd share it with you on on target this uh, well today um, so an LA music producer with deep roots in Newfoundland has just purchased the old Anglican Church in Winterton Trinity Bay Greg Wells who grew up in Ontario is a former keyboardist with the Kim Mitchell band he He's a classically trained multi-instrumentalist who's also been featured as a drummer, but it's as a record producer, songwriter, and audio engineer where he's really made his mark. He's worked with such artists as Michael Buble, Adele, Rufus Wainwright, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, uh, Keith Urban, Aerosmith. Katy Perry, Weezer, Elton John, even the likes of Quincy Jones, Burt Bacharach, and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Well, you might be forgiven for wondering what someone with that kind of a CV might want to do with a treasured rural Newfoundland cultural and historic landmark. But as you will hear over the course of today's show, the answer is one that many Newfoundlanders would understand. It's that pull of home, the heritage, the history of a place where you know you're, you belong. Uh, before we get into that chat, I want to give you a quick introduction to Greg Wells. This is an excerpt from Mix with the Masters YouTube series where Wells speaks a bit about mixing vocal tracks. Have a listen.
0: Because I am an instrumentalist and because I really do love hearing the band, And I think I was guilty of undermixing vocals for a long time when I was younger because I was so obsessed with what the hi-hat was doing. (laughs) You know, like um, I want to hear lots of data coming from the instruments. And I I like a lot of information coming at me sometimes, you know, or quite often actually. And I want the vocal to not be lost, but I want the vocal to not get in the way of the accompaniment either. Like I really like the depth of all that stuff coming at the speakers and compression and um, the right sort of spatial stuff that you might not even notice in the mix like a ping pong kind of rolled off delay or sometimes I'll do that with another mono delay behind it just to add some sort of kind of weird depth perception thing to th- I want the vocal to kind of jump out of the speakers a little bit but not like a Frank Sinatra record where it's all vocal and you know Nelson Riddle or Count Basie are way in the background conducting the band. I like everyone to kind of be on the same stage and I find that subtle vocal effects will do that. You know, if you have a raging rock track, a little bit of doubling on the vocal just does a thing where you don't have to turn the vocal up and you don't really wanna hear the doubler either, but you want it, it to get, I want it to get to where if you take the doubler out, it's like, where, what happened? Why doesn't it sound as good? It just does a, th- a thing where it, you know, again, you're dealing with a really unnatural thing of just two speakers. And you have no visual. You're not seeing these people performing. You don't have any energy exchange between audience and performer. It's just crazy the weird stuff you gotta do to make the music just sound natural. Doubling on the vocal is one of those things. I never wanna hear it. Same with tuning on a vocal. I never want to hear tuning on a vocal. I tune vocals all the time because it sounds better, but I don't want to hear any artifacts or any unnatural thing of tuning. There's a way to use the tuning plugins.
2: We're speaking with Greg Wells, LA-based music producer and audio engineer. He's just purchased the church, as you've heard, in uh, Winterton, Trinity Bay. We'll have more right after this. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. And welcome back. Well, before the break, we gave you a little introduction to Greg Wells. He's an L.A.-based record producer and audio engineer who's worked with some of the biggest names in music. He's just purchased the old Anglican church in Winterton, Trinity Bay, where he's connected to the Green family. And if you know anything about Winterton, you know the Greens are a, a big part of that community. Well, here's part of our conversation. Greg Wells, what interested you in Winterton?
1: Well, um, I have a big family connection there. My grandfather, Reverend Doctor Burt Green, was born and raised there, and uh, and I've been there um, a few times. I spent a bunch of time there one summer when I was about nine or ten years old. And um, and my grandmother is from just across Trinity Bay in a now shut down fishing outport called Thorafair at uh, at one end of Random Island. And uh, so just, you know, I felt v- I was very close to my mom's parents. Um, I didn't really know my dad's parents. His his mother passed away. Actually, my mom never met my dad's mom. Uh, he was the youngest of eight kids, and, uh, and his father passed away when I was pretty young. So I had a very close relationship with my mom's parents, and my mom was born in Bonavista, and uh, I— was born and raised in Ontario But she really kept the Newfoundland traditions Alive and well And uh, we've had several You know, epic trips To Newfoundland And uh, and I was there um, My first time there as an adult Was when I used to play with the Kim Mitchell band I was Kim's uh, keyboard player for three years When I was 19 to uh, 21, 22 Something like that and I just had the most amazing experience of something about being there on my own without my parents and, and sort of experiencing it as a very young adult and, uh, and playing music there that just felt like this kind of made my bones like shake in the best way. And uh, I remember even Kim commenting on it at the time going, what's going on? Like in a good way, <laughs> not, not, in a, not in a disarming, alarming way. So, um, uh, that 's the short answer there's a crazier longer answer i don 't know how much time <laughs> i don't know how much time we 've got <laughs> well
2: i 'd love to hear it but uh I, you know i i 'm familiar with the church there in winter, and it 's absolutely spectacular building what What attracted you to that particular building?
1: okay, well, here comes the long answer so well, it 's really like part two of the of the answer so just buckle in i 'll try and condense um uh, about i don 't know Two months ago. I have six children, and I was putting my five-year-old daughter to sleep. And I am, I am the crazy parent who won't leave the room until my kids are actually asleep. And so what, what often happens is, I mean, I stopped doing it when they hit a certain age, but what often happens is I fall asleep as they're falling asleep. It's the biggest sedative I've ever found. One of my kids falling asleep next to me or on me. I usually pass out, too. So that happened. And I woke up about 30 minutes later, and I can't explain why, and I understand that this sounds really kind of nuts, but I woke up and I I had this huge feeling inside of me that there was something that I needed to get on my phone, kind of wake up from this, you know, stupor of, of having fallen asleep for 30 minutes or 40 minutes and then kind of being half awake again. But this feeling was there was something, there was possibly something available to purchase that I could do from my phone that felt like it could be a very meaningful purchase. And for some reason it kind of felt like real estate. I've never bought real estate from my phone at 10 o'clock at night, but that was the feeling I had and I didn't know what to do with it. So I just thought, all right, well, I'll just start, you know, looking around and I'm a musician and I, I have uh Uh, You know, most of my career has been a complete failure, but in the last 15 years, because I was crazy enough to not quit, it stopped being a complete failure, and uh, um, now I'm at the point where I have two private recording studios of my own, and I love um, looking at buildings and thinking, what would that be like if it was a recording studio? And my father was a minister in the United Church of Canada. My grandfather, Bert, who is from Winterton was also a minister in the United Church of Canada. In fact, he became a professor of theology at Queen's University in Kingston, uh, who then taught my father. That's how my parents met. Anyway, um, so church is really kind of burned into my DNA and my perspective on a lot of stuff, uh, especially music. And I just kept looking around, and so I was looking at, like, you know, houses for sale, buildings for sale, churches for sale. And because I live in California... For my work, I've been in Los Angeles for over 30 years at this point. Um, I was looking in California, and then I was looking across America, and I didn't really see anything, so I started looking in Canada. And I immediately found a listing for a church in Winterton, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Clicked on it, and it was Trinity United Church in Winterton, which is the church my grandfather went to from you know birth and then became minister in that particular denomination of the church uh, the united church and actually wound up being uh, he would preach there quite often. He was never the full-time preacher there but he preached there a lot in the summer times and in fact my father preached there at least once as well. And I couldn't believe it and I thought well wow there it is that's the thing that I must have been feeling and why was I feeling that and that's so weird and and it was actually really It was really affordable. I think the listing was, I think it was priced for $35,000 for the church. And it has this beautiful pipe organ that they imported from London, England in the 1800s. It's absolutely gorgeous visually. I don't remember what it sounds like. I've been in that church, but I was a lot younger. I mean, I was a little boy. Um, But it was just stunning. So the next day I reached out to the real estate agent. And he said, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, that listing is outdated. It's already, the offer's been accepted. It sold a week ago. And I was so crushed. I couldn't believe what a weird turn of events the whole thing was and then had taken at that point when I found out that the listing wasn't accurate. It was accurate a week or two before, but I just missed out on it. You know, I had no idea it was for sale until I had that weird feeling sort of looking the night before. And I was just kind of dumbfounded. <laughs> And, um, and I said, can you reach out to the person that bought it and say, would they consider selling it to me at a profit? Like I really, you know, this is, I just feel compelled to nothing ever came of that. So I, I, I asked him again. Um, no, I'm sorry. He offered to me, he said, if a church ever comes for sale in the area, would you like me to tell you about it? And I said, well, okay, sure. Um, And I think about a month later, he reached out with a listing on this unbelievably beautiful church, which I guess I'm now the new owner of. And it is right in front of the United Church that I thought I was going to be able to buy. I mean, it's literally right in front of it. Um, and, And it's, as you say, it's a beautiful building. And it's actually in much 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 better shape than the united church was there was a lot of roof damage and um uh, this this building is a lot more up and running and it's absolutely stunning and it doesn't matter to me that you know i don't really i'm not a big believer in borders and you know it's like that doctor seuss book the sneetches do you remember that book with the do you know what i'm talking about
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> It, it kind of reminds me of that you know like so oh I'm Anglican I'm Salvation Army I'm Methodist I'm whatever you know I'm from Jupiter it, it to me it's all we're all in the same boat literally and uh, and the fact that it's in Winterton and it was built by the people of Winterton by, well, by their great grandparents um and I just thought wow that's that's not quite what I thought it was going to be but it's in some in some ways so much better uh, it was more expensive and i actually put in an offer that was above the asking price because i just really, i didn't want to lose out on it and uh, and that's what's happening and i wrote i wrote a letter of intent that i included with my offer because i i i thought that you know somebody or probably a lot of people within the anglican church diocese in st johns were going to read this offer and so they hopefully they'd read the letter too and i wanted them to know that the reason that I wanted to, to, uh, to buy this church was first and foremost to preserve it and protect it and keep it exactly like it is. Uh, and, and secondly, I have no interest in ever turning a profit. From, this is not a business for me. This is just like a passion project. Um, if, if ever we have an event there and tickets are sold, like for a music concert or a play or, or you know any kind of fundraiser, I would never pocket one penny of those proceeds. I mean, the only thing I think that would make sense is if the church uh, needed some upkeep or, you know, maybe we could contribute to to that. But I I would just feel gross if I'm sort of making a profit from it. To me, this is about giving back to the community of Winterton, which... Uh, is a beautiful, beautiful place and places like that I think need to be honored and respected and paid attention to and there's enormous benefit to um, so much of my career has been working with some of the biggest music stars on planet earth and it's all been very kind of macro and big and loud and glitzy and flashy and, and this is the total opposite you know, this is this is a, a, a hand-built church in a in a fishing you know town uh, that I have a big family connection to it's paying tribute to my ancestors but I also just want to make it available again to the community because I know there were a lot of broken hearts when the church shut down and I understand why the church shut down it's hard to get people to attend church anymore um, but I didn't want to see the building knocked over and um, and that's that's where we're at. So I'm, I'm just kind of walking backwards into this. Um, I'm, I'm paying for it myself. I, I understand that there might be some organizations out there that can help uh, support things like you know heritage buildings or cultural happenings in a heritage building. I don't know what they are. I haven't. It doesn't. It's you know if if those things reveal themselves at some point, that'd be great. But um, I just feel my shirt collar pulled toward this, this whole endeavor. I felt it from that night when I woke up from putting my five-year-old to bed. Um, and it wound up becoming a different church, but literally just like 20 meters in front of, of the church I thought it was gonna be. It's a long answer, I apologize.
2: No need for apology. That's what we're here for. Um, When we come back after the break, we'll hear more about Greg Wells' plans for the church in Winterton, Trinity Bay, coming up right after this. Got plans for midnight? Bring your VOCM along with the best soundtrack for every night, anywhere. The VOCM All Night Show, midnight on your VOCM. And we're back. We're talking to L.A.-based music producer and audio engineer Greg Wells. Uh, He's just purchased the Anglican Church in Winterton, Trinity Bay. And um, what are you hoping to do with it? I mean, I know you've worked with some pretty big names in the music industry. Are you hoping to maybe invite some of them to come along and check out the space, or what?
1: Well, I guess that's exciting, and it it makes good news. You know, I mean, I've certainly spoken to quite a number of them, actually. Um, that's not really what I, like, I don't want to, I don't want this to be about me or about the people I work with. I really want this to be about putting that church back into the hands of the people of Winterham and helping make it an even better place than it already is. You know, I'd love to raise money for the local ambulance, service, uh, anything that makes sense, anything, and, and I'm out for a good idea, it doesn't need to be my idea quite often the best ideas aren't, so um, that's first and foremost the thing that, that's really dear to my heart and and to kind of answer your question I, I do um, seminars sometimes, um, I'll speak to uh, schools, I'll do a master class at a, at a, at a music school in Toronto or New York or Los Angeles. And I I do an uh, a annual seminar in France at this thing called Mix with the Masters. And people come from all over the world, and they spend eight days with me. and We're in a beautiful recording studio, and, and they kind of watch me do what I do, and I try to teach it, and we talk a lot. And I would like to do something like that at this place, which we're now calling Trinity Hall. It's no longer officially a church. I guess the, the term is it's been deconsecrated. So we can't, it's actually, we can't call it a church anymore. Of course, it is a church. It looks exactly it is a church. But we're going to call it Trinity Hall. That was a name that just felt right to me after trying on dozens and dozens and dozens of different names. I wanted it to be kind of short and sweet, and but also kind of versatile so it's not just one thing. And I'd like to come there at least once a year and do a similar thing there for musicians in Newfoundland. And I'd like to invite some of my Famous friends to do the same And of course the more famous They are the busier They are and the more people they've got Pulling on them to do favors Like me saying can you come To Winterton and you know Do a workshop But I think my gut feeling Is the idea is just so Kind of off the beaten path that that's What makes it really cool I mean that's why I'm Attracted to it part, partly You know putting my family connections aside it's just so different. It's not like some flashy, showy thing. It's, it's, it's the complete antithesis of that. And uh, we'll see what happens.
2: We're speaking with Greg Wells, L.A.-based music producer and audio engineer. He's just purchased the church, as you've heard, in uh, Winterton, Trinity Bay. We'll have more right after this. Take a break. Join us weekdays from 1230 to 1 p.m. as we discuss anything and everything that's happening now. It's all on the table during your VOCM lunch break. And we're back. We're speaking with Greg Wells. He's an L.A.-based music producer and audio engineer who, as you've been listening to, has purchased the church in Winterton, Trinity Bay, uh, a place for which he has a lot of connections. Um... You mentioned why the church building in particular is important to you in your own personal past. And church buildings, of course, mean a lot to a lot of people. And even though a lot of us, our lifestyles are changing so that, you know, church services and the like don't necessarily fit in with how we live our lives anymore, they're still important for those uh, big occasions in life, you know, christenings and weddings and funerals. And the very wood is imbued with the history of the people who have been through those doors uh, are I understand you're you're going to be booking some weddings there as
1: well? I couldn't agree with you more. And and you see it even in photographs of the place. You know. I feel like I make a lot of food analogies and I feel like when someone's in the kitchen and they're making a meal and it can be in someone's home or it can be in a restaurant and I feel like the food tastes very different when that person number one loves the food they're making and number two loves the people they're making it for. That kind of meal just has a, you know, it's it's like what we call a home-cooked meal. We all kind of know what that implies and what that means. It tastes very different from being at like a bigger restaurant in a bigger place with a lot more tables and people are kind of, you know, trying to make good food, but they're also trying to pay for their lives and they're not really thinking about who's eating the food. And it, it, it tastes good, but it tastes different. It's less personal. When a place like that is built by hand for free, you know, it took nine years, I think, to build that church from 1901 to 1910, and they built it from uh, with the wood from the forest just behind Winneton. Um, it, it, as you say, it's like it's 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 that love and that dedication and that intention is baked into the wood. It is. It's baked into the whole building. The whole. I just it explodes out of the photographs to me, and I think it's why people immediately feel wow, that's so beautiful. You can't quite put your finger on why it's so beautiful. There is a lot packed into it. So I'm very sensitive to that, you know, having grown up in the church. And I've, I've watched my father uh, do a million baptisms and weddings and funerals. And he was he had a real touch for all of those things. He, it was a real treat to watch him do a christening. It was a real treat to watch him do a wedding. He'd make it very personal and he would inject some humor and it was a very meaningful experience. And a funeral, same thing. Like, I mean, he wouldn't make a funeral funny, but unless it was appropriate to, to mention something funny about somebody. But it was always, like, very personal. And, and yes, there's generations of people who, who I've been hearing from on Facebook who went there every week and were christened there and were married there and watched relatives, you know, be buried there. And there is a, uh, there's an old cemetery directly beside the church, which was not part of the sale, thankfully. That's still owned by the Anglican church I don't think they're ever going to sell that Nor should they And some of those um, gravestones go back You know Several hundred years I think To the well into the 1700s So it's a sacred place And I Want to keep it that way Um, And uh, I feel like I don't go to church anymore I don't go I don't uh, organized religion Is not a part of my life anymore I, I kind of I fried on it Because I, I went there since I was a baby And then it became a job for me As a church organist But I still feel very spiritual And I just access it in a different way um, But I want The message of You know I mean look If we want to get heavy like The words of Jesus are still As fresh and still as revolutionary today as they were 2000 years ago. And the message of that, you know, forget how, you know, whatever it can be, that message can be reinterpreted and misinterpreted and abused and even made fun of. But if you really go to like the core of it, it's, it's really about how can I, how can I help my neighbor? How can I, not be selfish and how, and how that actually makes the world a much richer place. So in my own pathetic, feeble way, I'm trying as I walk backwards into it to do that with my music. I feel like I try to spread a similar kind of message that my father did from the pulpit, uh, with my music. Um, and I feel like, like this is, is part of it. Um, it's hard to explain. I, I, I just feel I'm operating on a feeling more than I am like something I could write out with great articulation in an essay. It's, it's, it, this is really all kind of run on a gut feeling for me.
2: And really isn't that kind of what spirituality and faith is? It's, it's about that gut feeling that wanting to do better.
1: Yeah. My dad said, you know, if you don't have faith, then you've got nothing cause you can't, you know, a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> if you, if you, if you don't have faith, or trust in the, you know, I say in the recording studio, if there's not trust in the room, we can't, the canoe is never going to leave the dock. You can't do it. If you can't trust that your teammates kind of have your back, you know, it's the same thing with faith. You have to believe that this is a great idea. And if you do believe it's a great idea, you're right. Right. And if you believe it's not a great idea, well, for you, you're right about that too. It's, it's whatever you, Believe absolutely. Faith is the thing that you can't, you know, scientifically quantify, and that frustrates the scientists. And I get why, probably most scientists are are atheists. But um, but it's a beautiful thing, you know. The mysterious. I mean, even Einstein, who's a, you know, one of the world's most famous scientists ever, he said the uh, the mysterious is the most beautiful thing we can experience. And I I couldn't agree more.
2: So I understand that the sale is not quite finalized yet, but are, when are you hoping to come down and tread the the uh,
1: aisles of your new purchase? I am going to be there in just a little bit over a month. And uh, I'm going to bring my two oldest kids with me. And that's going to be a short visit. Um unfortunately only three days we're coming there for a, a family reunion for the green family reunion um and uh and then i want to come back in october and i'm going to bring my wife who's never been my wife is swedish and uh uh I, you know she's heard all about newfoundland for me since we've been together for 12 years but she's never been and um and then I want to come for a longer time and I want to meet a lot of the people locally and not feel like I'm in a rush where i got to get to a, a family re- reunion function that's been booked that I don't want to miss out on. And I'd like to maybe even get in a boat and go over to Thoroughfare and try and see if I can find my grandma's old root cellar from the house that's not there anymore and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I hope to... I wake up in the morning. The first thing I think about is this, and I talk about it all day long. And it's the last thing I'm talking about at night. And I think I'm driving everybody crazy with it. So, for me, this is—I take this really seriously, and uh, it's very important to me. Um, my guess is I'm going to be there probably more than I probably more than I realize at this point.
2: Well, Greg, congratulations! It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Uh, all the best, and enjoy the family reunion.
1: Thank you very much, and thanks for, uh, thanks for being up for, for talking to me about it. I appreciate it.
2: Well, no problem. And we'll be back tomorrow with another show on, on Target. Do join us then. Thanks for listening, everyone.